the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. Thank you for joining us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for joining us here today. We just welcome you with open arms. Lord, we give this time to you. We bless you. We love you. Lead us, Lord, today in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. As I said, we're um, in, well, I didn't say, but we're in Psalm 89 today. And yesterday we're in Psalm 88. I was just telling Pastor Louis how dark 88 was and how we kind of struggled through that. But, you know, if not for 88, um, sometimes those deep valleys, it's hard to understand when we get to the top of the mountain how great that is. And so um, I know for me, Um, as tough as it was, some of those dark days was a real struggle. But in those days, I learned a lot and I walked a lot by faith. And so that's what yesterday's Psalm was in Psalm 88. But here we are, we're going to start on on an uplifting verse. So 88, verse one, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in, in, in the very heavens. I love the way he's talking about faithfulness. And this is going to be a theme throughout the entire psalm. You know, God's faithfulness. And he is always there for us. He is so faithful. And the other thing I love is um, mercy shall be built up forever forever. He can say that because our mercies are new every morning. Jesus, God, never runs out of mercy. Every morning we have new mercies. And, and, you know, not just new mercies every morning, but throughout the day, all day long. And we do need it. Thanks be to God. Verse 3, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David, my servant, thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations, Selah. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness, again, see, also in the congregation of the saints. For who in in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness around about thee, thy rulest the raging of the sea. When the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. Thou hast broken Rahab in pieces as one that is slain. Thou hast scattered thine enemies with thy strong arm. The heavens are thine. The earth is also thine. For as the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. The north and the south, thou hast created them. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice in thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm. Strong is thy hand and thy hand is thy right hand. Justice and judgment are the inhabitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all day. 
and in thy righteousness thou shall thy be shall they be exalted for thou art the glory of their strength and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted for the lord is our defense and the holy one of israel is our king then thou spakest in in vision to thy holy one and saidest i have laid up help upon one that is mighty i have exalted one chosen out of the people i have found david my servant with my holy oil i have anointed him with whom my right hand shall be established my arm shall be shall strengthen him the enemy shall not um exact upon him nor the son of the wickedness afflict him and i will beat down his foes before his face the plague and plague them that hate him gosh you know i think of the scripture when i hear see that that um how i will bless thee that bless you and curse thee that curse thee and and i i believe he was talking to abraham about that and it meant is you know all of israel so but he says that here um but my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him and in thy in my name shall his horn be exalted there's that faithfulness again i will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers he shall cry unto me thou art my father my god and my the rock of my salvation also i will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth my mercy will i keep him forevermore and my covenant shall stand fast with him his seed also will i make to endure forever and his throne as the days of heaven if his children forsake my law and will not in my judgment if they break my statutes and not keep my commandments then will i then will i visit their transgression with a rod and with their iniquities and their iniquities with stripes nevertheless my loving kindness will i not utter utterly take from him nor suffer my faithfulness to fail my covenant will i not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips once i have sworn by my holiness that i will not lie unto david his seed shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me it shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven sela be thou haste cast off and abhor thou hast been wroth with thine anointed thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground thou hast broken down all his hedges thou hast brought his strongholds to ruin all that pass by the way spoil him he is a reproach to his neighbors thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries thou hast made all his enemies rejoice thou hast turned the edge of his sword and thou hast not made him stand in in the battle thou hast made his glory to cease and cast his throne down to the ground the days of his youth hast thou shortened thou hast covered him with shame sela how long lord will thy hide themselves with thyself forever shall thy wrath burn like fire remember how short my time is therefore hast thou made all men in vain what man is he that liveth and shall not see death shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave sela lord where are thou former loving kindness which thou swearest unto david thy truth remember lord the reproach of thy servant how i do bear my bosom my bosom the reproach of all the mighty people wherewith thine enemies have rep- have reproached o lord wherewith they have reproached the footsteps of thy anointed blessed be the lord forevermore amen and amen, amen. wow that was a beautiful song thank you lord for your word give us understanding of your word 
We just thank you and praise you. Okay, today I'd like to um, welcome our special guest. He's been here a couple of times before. And so for some of you that have seen the episodes, um, you will recognize him. But for those of you that, so welcome, Pastor Louis Thank Montague. you. Thank you, Rody. Okay. For those of those in the audience that have not met you or heard you before, I would really like to give you, give them a chance to get to know you by going over your background again for us, um, you know, how you grew up and who Jesus was to you all the way up to accepting Jesus as your savior. And then also at the beginnings of what happened after you accepted the Lord. Okay. Welcome Pastor Louie. Thank you, Rody. It's great to be here. Um, it all starts with God's mercies. Verse one here, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. Yeah. And with my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. That's yes. what I'm doing right now. Not just one generation. We're talking about faithfulness for generations. Every generation. Yes, I love that. Yes. So because of God's grace, I am saved. And now I'm speaking forth like you, the Lord's faithfulness to all generations, that he is faithful. Yeah, yes. Give your life to the Lord. He'll be so faithful to you your whole life. Yeah. But it all started um, growing up in Orange County and uh, in Anaheim. And uh, my family, you know, was a was a middle class family. We had everything we needed. I had two older brothers. My dad was a white collar worker. My mom stayed at home. Uh, but there was a lot of uh, challenge, you know, throughout the uh, the years because of all the crazy cultural changes going on. You know, during that time in the late 60s and early 70s. So it really got a grip of our family. And my parents just didn't know what to do because they had worked so hard, you know, to uh, my dad fought in the war and my parents met at USC. So they were collegiate and, you know, uh, upperly mobile and everything. And they're, they're watching their family fall apart. You know, the kids just uh, teenagers just lost and a part of this whole um, hippie thing, you know, going on. And, um, it was just such a, a crazy, crazy time. Now, were either of them brought up in the church? Did no. they have any kind of a church background? Well, my all? mom was, was Lutheran. So she was kind of a uh, high church Protestant. You know, she had that background. Mm -hmm. My dad's no, he had respect for it. Of course, marrying my mom, but he always, you know what? He always loved Billy Graham on TV. Interesting. He would sit there as a non-believer and just respect that man. And he, he said he could feel the Holy Spirit, you know, touching him. Wow. See, God uses everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not just everything, but a man like Billy Graham touching your father's heart who had um, no background with, right. with any kind of God. That's interesting. That's, see, God reaches out to the lost all the time. So my brother, my middle brother, Steve, gets saved. So we all go over to the Southern Baptist Church to see him get baptized. Wow. And that was it. My dad just said, we're going here as a family. So we all walk the aisle, you know, one by one. We're all born again. We're, we're baptized now. Really? And, uh, you know, so God's starting to work and to move. But for us kids, the pull was still strong for the world you know, the worldly things. So we kind of strayed uh, from it. And, um, but then, you know, the Lord uh, just sent people to, um, to witness to me. And I would be going around hitchhiking or going down to the beach or the Jesus people at the, at the beach and all would come up to me. Uh, I'd be out in a park, you know, with my friends nighttime doing no good, you know, out there. And uh, they would reach me. And every time I was convicted, and just looking at my shoelaces, just knowing I was doing wrong and Jesus was the way, yeah. you know. So um, the Holy Spirit worked. And I know my parents were praying for me and the people at that church were, were praying for me. I had dropped out, made every excuse not to go to church. But I'm telling you, when you give your loved ones to the Lord, see, the Holy Spirit does that work. Yeah. You know, Rody, it was it was no church service. It was nothing. I was all by myself and the Holy Spirit got me. And then it was placed in my heart. I wanted to give my life back to Jesus. 
I wanted to go back to church. Wow, that's really good. That's really good. You know, you talk about there was you this didn't happen in a church. Well, if you listen to my husband's testimony who's sitting right there, it didn't happen in a church either. He was at a hospital. But and it was the same thing with me. I was in the hospital and made a commitment to the Lord right there. God can take us wherever we are. That's right. So so you're you're um you've given your heart back to the Lord. So I come back to church and I'm like I'm a different person because I look really worldly, you know, with the the long hair and the jeans and stuff like that. But I was like, well, this is church, you know, this is um, organ and piano and uh, a a preacher from Texas, you know, just preaching away. And then my, my friend's mom at the church sees my hunger, takes me down to Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa in the tent, you know, the, the yeah. revival of the Jesus people and Pastor yeah. Chuck was preaching and and Odin Fong was there leading his group and they all had long hair and electric guitars. And I'm like, I didn't know this existed. Someone said, well, it's called the Jesus movement. Well, I said, I know the Lord's been moving. Jesus has been moving in my life, you know. And she also took me to Melody Land, which was such a great church. My hometown, a few miles from my house, right yeah. by Disneyland. And I go over there. And uh, I was so hungry for the Holy Spirit and, and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. A week prior to this, my friend's mom laid hands on me and I felt the Holy Spirit like start to touch me. She spoke in tongues. And when I uh, laid down, we were at their, their beach house down there in Newport Beach on Balboa. And there was this pullout bed. It was about three o'clock in the morning. I just after she prayed for me and she was telling me scriptures and all this and that. I lay down on that bed and the Holy Spirit came over me from my feet slowly all the way up to my head and then just left. I'm going, what is this? What Man, I, I felt the Holy Spirit. And so it was a week later where she took me to Melody Land and the church is so big, right? So you usually drop your family off in front and an usher comes and opens the door. My friend's mom gets out. I get out. And she said to the usher, this man, this young man is hungry for the Holy Spirit. He says, well, let's go in the prayer room right now. So before I even went into the church, off to the left was a prayer room. We all held hands in a circle and prayed for the Holy Spirit to come over me. And I'm telling you, I was just, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Spoke in, in new tongues and the Spirit of God just lifted me and wrote me that week. I was so on fire for the Lord. I led four people to Christ back at my school. I, I started to identify with Christ along with my books and my old peachy. And I put my Bible right on top. And I said, I'm going to follow Jesus. Yeah. My friends mocked me. They left me. I could care less because I was born again. I was filled with the spirit. And I knew I was I was the Lord's possession. Wow. You know, Pastor Louis, I want to talk about this baptism of the Holy Spirit just for a little while. And we we didn't plan this, but I I think it bears repeating because I remember when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, um, almost everybody I knew at the time, this had happened to. And it wasn't just a phenomenon that happened to me. I realized that everyone around me, not just at Melody Land, because unfortunately, I'm I'm listening to your testimony. I went to um, Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, and and then I raced up to go to Cal- uh, to go to Melody Land because they had this guy, um, not just to hear the services, but they had this guy speaking in a room outside off of the main sanctuary mm-hmm. called Walter Martin. Yes, and I wanted to be involved in his group. There were probably two hundred people in the room, maybe more, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it was a pretty large room. And he was talking about the kingdom of the cults. And I wanted to hear every bit of it. But I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because you know what, am I wrong? Or are people not talking about that today? I know that it went from the power of the Holy Spirit in the 70s and 80s. And then somewhere over in the 90s, it got muddied up with, I'm going to just say, um, you know, all this weirdness. Uh, you know, people were 
rolling in the aisles and quacking like a duck and all mm-hmm. kinds of other mm-hmm. things. And, you know, it's just so sad that what what is real and going on in the Bible, the enemy likes to put out like a counterfeit mm-hmm. of what's actually happen, happening to us. And some people aren't feeling it. And rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to fall in, fall through them, they're seeing somebody roll on the floor and they think, I'm going to roll on the floor mm-hmm. or something. And so I think churches have steered away from the power of the Holy Spirit. Am I wrong or not? I think you're you're correct because there's that tendency to cool off, right? Just like a flame. Right. And uh, Jesus said the last day's church would be Laodicea, the lukewarm church. Yes. What happens, Rhodey, is we have that pendulum effect. So now we're going to go back over the other way because we're afraid of the extremes. Uh-huh. And now we're going into the arm of the flesh. The Bible says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, spirit, says the Lord. And we need to get back to reliance upon the Lord. But the problem now is we have all these resources and church resources with apps and internet and Google and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, who needs to to go pray for healing? Because I can just go on Google and and see what medicine I should use or whatever. You know, we need to get back to what the Bible says and to put Jesus first. Uh, remember, um, I think of King Esau, he sought the, the physicians instead of the Lord for the disease in his feet. And we need to rely upon the Lord. And then he tells us to go to the doctor. Then he says to do this or to do that. We have relied upon all of these resources and we need to get back to reliance upon the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think that um, we forget that he's even around. And um, honestly, I even will go so far as in some churches or say some Bible studies, the Holy Spirit has long left and they don't even know. They it. don't even know it. And, and it, I, I want to cry right now because it really saddens mm-hmm. me that um, when Jesus left, he says, I'm going to give you a comforter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you with someone. It's the third. It's the third part of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. God, we don't serve it, we serve a triune God. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God, guess what? The, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Have we forgotten him? I just read in the news this morning, California, 86% drought, okay? Right. It's the worst we've ever had. Yeah. It's all over the state. Isn't that like our Christian life sometimes? Yeah. Churches corporately can do it. A husband and wife can subtly do it. Us as individuals we get so busy, we get worn out, we're running to and fro, and the Lord's always trying to bring us back to our first love. Right. And we need the water once again. Yes. Where's it going to come from? From California. Mm-hmm. You know, now they're trying to say you can't use all this water and it's in, on your sprinklers, on your lawn and all this kind of stuff. And there's no limit to what the Holy Spirit can do in your life. Out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers, rivers, of water. not trickles. Rivers. It actually means gushes yes. and torrents of the Holy Spirit to get back to to that in our Christian life, so we can, you know, bring our our marriage back into the things of the Lord, our child rearing, yeah. um, every phase that we're in life, you know, right. uh, that we just seek the Lord for what what He would have, because we are so weak. And he is so strong. You know, I think about the Samaritan woman talk about living water. And, you know, here is Jesus. Most of the Jews went across the Jordan River as they were going north to to Galilee. And they went across to the right across the Jordan River uh, because they didn't want to go through Samaria. And then they they crossed back over after they passed Samaria to, to get to Galilee. Why? Because they didn't like the Samaritans. And Jesus walked from, from Judea right through Samaria. He had an appointment mm-hmm. with the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. And he tells her, you know, get me water. You know, and she's getting him water. And he, he says, the water I can give you, you will never thirst again. And she's looking at him and thinking, he doesn't even have a bucket 
nothing, no instrument to get mm-hmm. water. How does he think he's going to get water mm-hmm. and give it to me? It's that living water that she will never thirst again when she meets him. Mm-hmm. And she runs to the town. Come and see a man that told me all about myself. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she knew that he was God, something special. Mm-hmm. She was getting that living water from him. Right. And when you're full, you don't need the things of the world. You're not going right. to drink from another source. Right. As we're coming out of quarantine, Rody, pandemic, yeah. and we can now go off and do all these things again, let's stay full of the Holy Spirit. Let's not go back to the old ways. Yeah. Let's go with Jesus and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Well, you said something um, earlier that really hit me hard. Uh, you probably didn't realize it, but it just punched me hard in my gut. And that is the Bible says it's going to be a lukewarm church. Mm-hmm. So we've got, you know, all these churches bringing in, you know, jumping things for the kids and yeah. you know, making it all fun. And, We're so high tech and professional. Yeah. And, and, yeah they've got... Um, you think mm-hmm. like you're, you know, when you get to church, you think you're, you're in Las Vegas and right. seeing this great the show. The best of praise bands uh, yeah, and um, our facilities are amazing, just state of the art. I our know. Pastors can be so slick and, um, and, and you feel and so like forth. you've been tickled for the last, yeah, you know, hour. Right, right, right. Does that feel good feeling? But we need the word of God, right? The word of like God. Like you just read, Rody. You know, you gave us the full. A full chew right here. A I'm telling you, that's on. a long, you yeah. didn't, you didn't shorten this up. You gave us the word of God yeah. and God blesses his word. He does. So I, I guess, I guess we should know that the church is going to be lukewarm, but you know, God is coming back for a holy church. Mm-hmm. He's coming back soon and we need to be ready and mm-hmm. we need to get our sisters and brothers ready because everybody's kind of, and you know, one of the things that the pastor that was here yesterday Pastor Rolf said, which I love, he said he was, you know, he was thinking he was going to retire. Um, He didn't say this on the air, but he was thinking, you know, he's getting older. Here comes the pandemic, but then he's on Zoom. The church triples. Mm -hmm. And he thought, well, I guess I can't hang my hat up. (laughs) I'm going to be, you know, ministering till I, till I die or till the Lord comes. And this is what's happening. The Lord is building on those that are building. I mean, mm. they're giving out the word and it. and it might get big over here because they're doing this song and dance and, and, you know, hop, skip and a jump thing. But God is coming back for a holy church and, and preaching the, the true and living gospel. Amen. The word of God. Amen, Rody. Okay. So I've, I've taken on you on a good. kind you of a sidetrack side here. Go with the spirit. Can I pray for the audience right now? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just yes. pray right now for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a fresh touch of the Spirit, Lord, for the listeners. Lord, we just pray for those who are feeling drought. We pray for those who are feeling just so dry in their Christian walk. And they love you, Lord, and they're trying to walk with you. But there's so many problems and situations, and they've been crying out to the Lord for new strength to, to match life's demands. And we pray right now, Lord, for a fresh rain. Not trickles, Lord, but torrents of the living water to come upon them. Showers of blessings, Lord, to fill them up. Yes. And that they could have all that they need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me to do the will of God. And whatever you're calling us to do, Lord, to to love our families and to serve them and to do our our work and our ministries and to, to not give up and think about escape and I just can't wait till I retire or have a break or whatever. It's no, it's now, right now. May the Holy Spirit come right now. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we pray, Lord, for a fresh anointing. Lord, anoint our heads with fresh oil Mm -hmm. that we might even physically, Lord, feel better right now as we're praying that we would physically feel better and lifted. We pray for those who are depressed. We pray for those who are overly anxious. We pray for those who are just so despondent and filled with anxiety and worried about the future, Father, that there would just be such a healing. We are your sheep and we're high need. And we thank you that we have a shepherd who died for us and rose again. And you are the shepherd and bishop and overseer of our soul. Do it right now, Lord. Meet every need. 
in all of us, we pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I don't want them to forget. It's a three-in-one God. That's right. And sometimes I do, but, you know, he knows what I mean. Gosh, that was so good. That was so impromptu. That was so perfect, the Lord leading you to do that. Um, I, uh, You know, you mentioned healing. I've always felt, and then, you know, I, I hate to say this. I'm picking on Mark. He's sitting right there. You know, I feel like he's a little bit of a reluctant servant. He's, his eyes are getting bigger as I'm talking. But, you know, when he was doing this Bible study first at Calvary Chapel, Anaheim for singles, we used to call it the unmarried study. And then at Fullerton, and then when we um, we were led to go back to Calvary Chapel, Anaheim, because my father-in-law had passed away and my mother-in-law kept saying, can't you come back over here? And I'm sitting by myself. And so we decided, okay, we'll give up everything over here to come back to Anaheim and, and support her. Little did we know she had so many friends and she would always wave to us from the other side. She really didn't need us, but she wanted us there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, the thing that I thought about was Mark always prayed um, for, you know, any prayer requests at the end of the Bible study. Mm -hmm. and, and he would pray for people. And, you know, people that came know this, if anybody's watching, people got healed. Mm -hmm. There's no fanfare. You know, they, they were maybe sick with just the flu or maybe sick with something worse than that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't keep track, but people got healed at this little Bible study. When I say little, there were about 35 people that would come. They got healed. And I, I always felt God blessed him with a gift of healing. And I say that because recently, I said this before on a different show, but I'm going to say it again. I walk in my sleep, and one day recently, um, I, it was about four or five weeks ago, I, I was dreaming that I was falling to my knees to pray, and I jumped out of bed and fell on my knees, and I thought I broke my legs. I mean, I was in so much pain, and I called Mark, saw it, it happened, and he came over and helped me back in bed. Literally, my, I thought my kneecaps were gone, and I can laugh about it now, and I, it, was on a, it was on a Tuesday and I was going to do a, a, you know, a program here. And I thought because I, my bum had landed on my ankles and my feet were behind me, I thought it broke my ankles. And I, I also felt like the roof of my head had just blown off. And the doctor explained it to me because I had a doctor's appointment that day <laughs> on the phone that as the pressure rises up through your body, it has nowhere else to go. So you feel you felt probably felt like your brain was just punching through the top of your head. He says it happens when you are in a car accident. It happened when you fell to your knees. Mm -hmm. And literally, Mark prayed over me as I laid in bed. This happened at like five thirty or six in the morning, and he got me back in bed and I said, Oh, my, my body, every place hurts. I'm, I'm dying. I thought I was dying. I know my, I was scared to touch my kneecaps, my ankles. I was mm -hmm. scared to top of the touch mm -hmm. the top of my head. Oh, mm -hmm. my, my whole spine hurt. But I remember hearing Mark say to me as he was touching me on the bed and praying over me, um, God hears your cries, Rudy. Mm -hmm. And he is touching you mm -hmm. and healing you. And he's interpreting those cries. I'm probably paraphrasing. And he's grabbing those tears and putting mm -hmm. it in a bottle for mm -hmm. you. And he's going to heal you. Mm -hmm. Well, I would lay there for an hour just in miserable pain. And about an hour later, I felt like I had to go to the bathroom. And I said, Mark, you're going to have to help me get out of bed. Well, I could feel that there was no pain in my knees. Literally, he helped me out of bed, but I could walk without mm -hmm. any pain. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know. I The doctor told me you probably, you know, you're going to be sore for a week mm -hmm. at least, if not longer. You probably will need to have some muscle manipulation mm -hmm. and get your back in order and stuff. And he said, I want you to stay home today. And he said, remember, you're going to start stuttering and not remembering things because your brain has been shaken a mm. lot. I didn't have any of that. I mean, wow. I probably forget and whatever. But the Lord 
healed me that day. Mm -hmm. And I did the program and drove myself here alone. And Mark is sitting right there. He knows that I was in terrible pain. He kept saying, do you want me to call 911? And I, I was just moaning and crying. And then he just kept praying and God healed me. Mm-hmm. The, the long and the short of that is God healed me. I, I know I'm taking up too much of your time. But it shows that when when you ask God, he doesn't always heal or he might not heal us the way we think we should be healed. Mm-hmm. You know, in all your ways, acknowledge him. You know, our ways are not his ways. Um, but he healed me perfectly. And I, you know, five hours later or four hours later, I was here doing the show. Mm-hmm. And and God touched me through his prayer. Mm-hmm. And there is a gift of healing. Mm-hmm. And and we forget that, you know, we try the doctor, let's do acupuncture, mm-hmm. let's even do, you know, chiropractic care. And all, all which of, is fine. Which is great. If, if the Lord leads, right. But anyhow, I just. But give I'm it to the Lord first. In all Lord. thy ways, acknowledge him. Yeah. And he shall direct thy paths. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome that your husband laid hands on I you, pray for you, and pray the prayer of faith, and that's how we live, Rody. I know it's back to reliance upon the Lord. Yes, uh, I know that there's so much in these times that we can. It's like we don't need the Lord. We've got all these other technology and education and opportunities and so forth. But let's do life with the Holy Spirit. Let's do life God's way. It's so much more exciting. Yeah, to rely upon Him. Look what exactly. look what happened. I know. You know, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of yeah. them all. Out of them. So I like the balance that we have right now. It's not that we're saying, oh, once you get baptized in the spirit, you're just going to be on clouds, cloud nine the whole time. That's not true, is it? No. We still have mountains and valleys and mountains and valleys. But we have a, a new and living way of living through Christ. Exactly. And reliance upon him. Back to prayer, uh-huh. back to dependence upon the Lord, back to praying with our spouse, with our kids, with our friends, uh-huh. and do life God's way. Yeah. And it's so much better. It's so much more exciting. Yeah. You know, yesterday I used that exact scripture. I was talking to Pastor James, and, you know, there's, a, there's things that are happening in his, in his life and the whole church there. And I said, you know, it's a hard place to be. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Mm -hmm. not just part of it. It's almost like your heart has a brain of its own. Mm -hmm. You know, it wants to go this way or that way or whatever. But trust in the Lord with your entire heart, with every part of your being. Yes. In all your ways, acknowledge Mm -hmm. him and he will direct. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That leaning, I, I, I said this to him, I said, that leaning as though you are leaning, say you, you, you just had surgery and the doctor says, you're not going to be able to walk very well, but I'm going to give you this walker and that'll help you get around. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't walk on your own. Just lean on this walker. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of leaning that we have to do. Right. We, or, or maybe a crutch, you mm-hmm. know, people have one leg to walk on. They've got to lean on this crutch, put all their weight on the crutch get it under their arms. And it, in that scripture, it really is talking about the lame leaning onto something like a crutch. Mm-hmm. And that's how we have to be. Right. Except he doesn't want us to use that crutch. He wants us to kick that cr- crutch to the curb and lean on him. Lean on him. Right. So put our entire weight, mm-hmm. entire being on him. Lean not on your own understanding because mm-hmm. We can think of 10 things of mm-hmm. how to do something. Give God this idea. Right. But no, he's got a and better. I feel there's somebody listening right now, Rody, that needs to hear, to hear this. And I just kind of feel like there's someone that has been saying, they've been waking up every morning saying, Lord, there's a mountain that I cannot climb today. Huh. And encouragement for this listener to trust in the Lord. You can make it throughout that day if you do what Rody just said. Lean on the Lord. Lean on the Lord. Lean on Him in the morning, throughout the day. It's okay to be weak. He will be strong. 
-hmm. all throughout the day. If you feel like your strength levels never rise, that's okay. Lean on him. And then you'll not only have the strength for yourself, but I, I have another visual. And this is someone that feels like there's a lot of people leaning on them, relying upon them. And they're like, what do you expect? I can barely keep my own life. And there's all these people leaning on me in my family and my work and, and so forth and so on. Everybody's leaning on me. But the thing is, is you can handle it because you're leaning on Jesus. Amen. Right? Amen. So if you're leaning on a telephone pole and 20 people are leaning on your shoulder, you ain't going anywhere. You can have everything you need. Jesus keeps you up, but he also keeps everybody around you up. Mm -hmm. And you can do a lot more than you think you can because of the fullness and the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit to get you on through. Yeah, yeah. That's a good word. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We really went sideways here, which I love. But I'd like for you to finish. You accepted the Lord and you begin. Um, you you have a calling on your life to be mm-hmm. a pastor. Yes. And then that comes to a close. You pastor at Calvary Chapel Norco. Well, mm-hmm. actually, you're an assistant pastor over at Calvary Chapel Anaheim mm-hmm. for, for several years. Mm-hmm. And then you go to start a new church, mm-hmm. Calvary Chapel Norco. Mm-hmm. But then the Lord takes you to a new work. And that comes to a close, yet he springs up something new. Mm-hmm. And thus, your book, which I love, What's New God? What's Next God? I mean, What's Next God? Mm-hmm. And so th- that becomes a new thing for you. Yes. And, and you you hang up your hat as um, a pastor of that church, mm-hmm. but not, not a pastor at all, not the pastoral part, because you're still doing that stuff at Calvary Anaheim, mm-hmm. as well as this go ministry thing. Right. Missionary organization. Because of my wife's brain tumor, okay, I couldn't hold up the church anymore and do the missions ministry that had been born at our church called Go Ministries, all these missionaries to oversee, okay? So I was right here locally at the 9115 Freeway, I said, Lord, I, I can't do this anymore. And he said, he gave me the word together. Big vision, that big font, right? Like super big font together. I go, Lord, Cheryl, I can't do the church together anymore. And it got real quiet in the car. And I was asking, Lord, what can I do? And missions came right away. Resign from the church, take the uh, missions ministry. And Pastor Mark Um, as I drove over there to talk and pray with him, he says, bring the ministry over here. So we, I passed down the baton to pastor Jason there at the church in Norco. And we agreed I would take the missions ministry and it's back now at Anaheim. So that's what I'm doing full time and writing books because the Bible says the gifts and the calling of God are, are irrevocable. They're all until the day you die. Right. Right. So now I have another way. So here's an encouragement to your your listeners. Sometimes God will change it up for you, you know, and God had to use a brain tumor because I'm I'm fiercely loyal as a as a person. And I saw as I saw Pastor Chuck pastor into his 80s till his death and Pastor Mark into his 70s. Um, so that's what I was going to be, you know, just yeah. at that church in Norco. But God had to use something. You know, he uses circumstances to divert you and so this is why I started writing this book, yeah. because over the years, people, this number one question to me as a pastor, Pastor Louie, what is God's will for my life? And I said, someday, like when I retire from the past, pastorate or something, I'm going to write a book. That's the first thing I did, Rody. I wrote, What's next, I wrote this book, and now it's, it's almost published in Spanish. Oh, Yeah, great. so we, we're excited about that. We also... Um, I also did a, a small little book on marriage. A good marriage takes three. Yes, I love that book. So it's for married uh, couples or premarital. And then uh, uh, finally got all my devotionals into a one-year devotional, Shepherd to Sheep Daily Devotionals. S2S. S2S, Shepherd to Sheep Devotionals, all available on uh, Amazon.com. So is that a one-year? It's a one-year, yeah. 
devotional. And, yeah, and it's like one it's like one page long, no more, no less. Tell me how it, that whole thing came just, about. Well, have to attribute it to, of course, always the Lord and my wife's encouragement, Cheryl. Uh, when we were first starting the church there in Norco, she said, you ought to write like a little devotional for the church bulletin. You know, they pass out the church bulletin every week. And there was space on the back. Um, and she said, put a little something in there. So I did. And it was like one little paragraph. And then it grew into one page because it couldn't fit anywhere else. Okay. So over the years, I wrote, I think, for 17 years, a weekly devotional. Uh, and so they're now uh, in book form. And finally, because I retired from the church and had more time, I was able to edit all of those and to put them on uh, a web page that my daughter Kelsey helped me with, shepherdtosheep.com. I have two years worth. This is only one year, and I'm right now coming up with second year, and it should be published at the end of the year, Shepherd to Sheep Volume 2. Wow. There's something like uh, um, 800 uh, devotionals. You know, it's interesting because I love devotionals because it does keep us in the Word. Not only do you get the Word, but you get this real-life story Mm -hmm. that that can we can relate to and it brings it to life. Right. And um I love Pastor um Pastor Chuck's uh Wisdom for Today book um mm-hmm. that he wrote years and years mm-hmm. ago. And I can't even tell you how many of those I bought and gave away because it was so meaningful mm-hmm. to me. And so this is something is it going to be ready before Christmas? A volume two, yes. Uh huh. Oh, but this yeah. is ready now. It's ready now. Just go to Amazon.com, oh type in my name, Louis Monteith, and you'll see these uh, three books. And wow. others are, are in the making. And again, the Spanish translation, too, for what's next, God. Wow. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Um, like I said, I, I do like those daily devotionals. And you can use it for another year, but it's so nice that you have a second one coming right. out. Yeah. Wow, that, that's going to be great. Now, is that going to be in Spanish as well? Maybe someday it, it'll be a big job for somebody because it's it's it, it's, it's yeah. pretty it's a it's a chunky monkey kind yeah, of book. It, it it really is a big um, um, nice thick devotional. Okay, so now that you're doing all these other things, I I do know that you're writing books. You are doing um, I, I I don't know that you have. Do you have a weekly time that you are um, doing? something at Calvary Anaheim, mm-hmm. or I know that you spoke last week. Mm-hmm. Was that just, do yeah, you, do I you have something. I, I fill in for pastor James or pastor Bill, you know, they're at the church and, okay. and anywhere else, you know, pastor needs a guest speaker. Um, I, ha- I speak weekly at our go ministries Tuesday morning at, at the church, Calvary Anaheim okay. Bible study. We're going through uh, books of the Bible and then Sunday night, uh, Facebook Live. It's okay, so tell us about Sunday night. Oh, Facebook it's so cool, Live. you know, because it's kind of like uh, I put my pastor on. So, you know, people were saying, oh, Pastor Louie, we miss your teachings and this, that, and the other. So, I, you know how it is. It takes a while to figure out, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And maybe I could do it like a live program, you know, and, and start doing it like you did, Rody. You know, the Lord leading and taking a step of faith. And I did it. It's every Sunday night at 6 p.m. on my Facebook, Louis Monteith, and uh, Pacific Standard Time. And I teach the word, and I, I lead worship, and sometimes I have you know guest speaker. Yes. Now, I, I do know that I, I, I get a, um, a notification from, your, from you, but is it on your regular website, or do you yes. have a separate website no, for this? my regular Louis Monteith okay, Facebook. Okay, so just go to Facebook, mm-hmm. friend you. And, and it's then- archived. You know, there you'll see it. And if you miss it, I also have a YouTube uh, channel, Louis Monteith. So you can go over there and and get it. Okay. We we only have a few minutes more. And I know that um, you have your guitar here. Yeah. And I would like for you to... to, to, to sing us a song. Tell us about the song that you're going to be singing. Well, I brought it up to you earlier, and you said your husband, Mark, likes this song. So It's one of his favorites. It's called Hiding Place. Mark, so. maybe you could sing from there. <laughs> you know, not, not real loud, but just join in. 
You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. I will trust in you. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com, spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com, or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.